I've got my plastic bag with uh, um, wellies in. You, you can also tell me how to record. Oh, and and I, I've kind of put it on setting. It might be worth... Uh, yeah, I've got my muff. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got a, a, wet, a, a, a wind muff, actually. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Build a Theatre, a podcast charting the creation of a new theatre for Brussels by looking at the wider theatre industry. My name is Edward McMillan, I'm the Artistic Director of the British Theatre here in Brussels, and this month we are doing something a little bit different. So we were invited to go and explore more the concept of outdoor theatre festivals, Um, by an organisation from where Phil and I are originally from, uh, down in Dorset in the UK. Uh, um, And down there, there is a festival called the Inside Out Festival, which organises extraordinary events in extraordinary and ordinary places. And we went along uh, to go and see you know, what, 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 what is an outdoor theatre festival now? What is the relevance for the local community? What is the relevance also for the, the local environment that it's in and also for, for on, on the global scale? How can a local event really tie into to what is happening globally? I don't want to say too much more, but just to say that we went along a few weekends ago in, in September. It was a beautiful weekend. Um, and we will devote a few episodes upcoming uh, to various aspects of this. This first episode will be a little bit of an introduction to the festival itself and we will be talking uh, with uh, the event organisers but I will introduce them in a second. For now I just want you to listen in on a conversation that Phil and I had on the way down to uh, the festival in the car. So I got a very exciting email last week, Ed. Uh, You have launched the next bridge production, Grounded. Tell us all about it. Yeah, we have. Very exciting news to get that published. Uh, Yes, so this will be our third uh, main production, Grounded. It's an American play. It kind of explores, the theme we're exploring with this play is is how technology is influencing the ways in which we work and how that then, uh, you know, how work and work life, professional life and private life kind of um, get blended or how, how technology enables us to do more maybe or that everything to do with technology and how, and, and, and by technology I mean everything from, you know, emails back in the day to obviously we've all lived through the zoom experience of covid to then going forward ai and how that's changing things so so both both res- retrospectively and uh, in the future mm, hot topics of the day hot you uh, i see you've also announced it in the same message uh, your prima artiste mm. a very exciting artiste can you tell us a little bit about who you've cast because it's another it's another now we've had this conversation three times is it a one-hander or a two-hander it's a two-hander right it's, it's a, a one-hander. <laughs> I always get that wrong. It's a one-hander. Music it's a for one... four hands at the piano. Yes. A play yes. for one hand is a play for one yes. person. Fine. She does have two hands, though. She does. Yes, uh, still at the moment. Yes, very exciting. <laughs> we're so we're so happy to have uh, a, a lady called Letty Thomas with us. Uh, she's a phenomenal actor. 
Um, yes, she's, she's been, you know, I mean, people may have seen her in things like uh, Bridgerton or The Crown, um, both on Netflix. Um, but she's done, she's had a, also a fantastic stage uh, career as well to date. Um, yeah, so excited to get her into the rehearsal room. The rehearsals don't start until mid-October. Um, yeah. And when are shows due to be? And shows will start on the 8th of November. Fantastic. Mm. This is very exciting. Yeah, well, we're yeah, yeah. So we're, about I mean, that. We are, we are in the, in, you know, at, at this stage now is, oh, we are here. Oh my gosh, we are actually here. We're going to have to leave this. Approaching a man having a suit yes. in a low, long so exciting. <laughs> we enter the side inside yeah. out. Do you think we just continue past him? Hello? Oh, yeah, you're right. We do just continue <laughs> past him. What wow. are we entering? <laughs> this is so exciting. So, dear listener, we have arrived at a rural location. Mm. What looks to have once been a working barn. A yes, working yes, indeed. We're going to try and blag our way in. Yes, <laughs> well, very other, exciting. There's one lots of, the, of security here. One of the great things about this event is, is oh, it I seems think this that is the, a... everything is free. Like all the events are free. Yeah, this is this is um. Uh, Hi, are you okay? Yeah, all good. Are you parking up with us today? Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have you right on the end of this line here. I'll walk you in. Yeah. All right. Thanks. So Phil and I had an absolutely wonderful time at the Inside Out Festival, and we will give you a few more details of the festival in an upcoming episode. Uh, But for now, I wanted to give you a bit of background on the on the festival. So we sat down with a gentleman called I'm David. David. David Doust, uh, and he is from an organisation. Well. He can tell you what organisation he's from. Uh, so I work for an organisation called Outdoor Arts UK. Uh-huh. Uh, we run a programme called Festival Focus where we take artists and programmers and producers on go-see trips to various festivals around the country. And we have brought a cohort of 15 uh, outdoor arts professionals to the festival to look at the themes of uh, land management and ecology and environment. Uh, yeah, so there are people in our cohort dotted all over the place. Okay, nice. great. And we joined his delegates to talk with the co-artistic directors of the Inside Out Festival, Kate Wood and Bill G, on the second day that we were there at the festival. And they give gave a really nice um, history and also um, overview of the kind of um, thinking that takes place whilst, whilst curating a festival on this scale. And I am basically going to now play you the interview with them in full because I think it's rather interesting. So, we have been joined this morning by the wonderful Kate and Bill who are co-artistic directors of the festival. I was wondering, to start us off with, Mm -hmm. could you give us maybe a brief potted history of the festival. Great, yes, <laughs> I will do. So um, I'm director of Activate uh, Performing Arts and uh, it, Activate Performing Arts has been around for 31 years or so um, and um, we are producers of Inside Out Dorset so and that our first edition of that was back in 2007 and uh, Bill and I are co-artistic directors um, and uh, the festival started as a, as a consortium of um, Dorset Theatre Promoters Consortium so this was, uh, we still chair this, this consortium um, and it was, um, or is, um, 
lighthouse, you know, the largest art centre outside of, of London, in Poole, and, and then a whole, uh, you know, Bridport Art Centre, Arts Reach, Rural Touring, a whole number of different uh, venues and, and, and um, promoters wanting to reach a different audience. And they'd done a, um, a sort of pilot in 2001, and that was uh, in rural Dorset, and they hadn't worked in uh, in, the, in the more sort of urban location uh, locations in Bournemouth and Paul. So when we we uh, um, uh, came up with the first edition, this was the first time that these venues had worked together. They'd not worked together with with Lighthouse before; the other venues had, um, and this was the first time that um, we, we worked across this area. The two local authorities, or the three local authorities then, Dorset County Councils, it was Bournemouth Borough and and the Borough of Poole, hadn't worked on a, on a project like this. So it was a very big project. <laughs> and um, do you want to talk about that experience? And we were both very excited by um, particularly the people that we met, the enthusiasm, uh, and lots of the very special places uh, in, in Dorset. So, you know, one of the things we came up with was this idea of extraordinary events in extraordinary places. Sort of became a mantra that it's interesting how that mantra is now because it's sort of slightly shifted. Um, and um, we came up with a couple of possible programmes, uh, one which was very uh, ambitious and one which was slightly less ambitious, and we presented them to the, the um, uh, Dorset Theatre Promoters Consortium, and we also said, and we would very much like to do it, you know, not just to have done the consultancy, and we will work with you uh, to help raise the money for this sort of ambitious programme. And... Um, People thought, yeah, that's great. Well, well, we'll do that. But we said, you know, some of the key things that we said there was we think it should be something that only happens every two years. We'd sort of thought about timings and we really felt that the autumn, uh, September, was a good time. Partly because uh, at that point, you know, this was in 2005, there were actually very few festivals that happened in, in September. It was very much the end of the season. I mean, it still is in some ways the end of the season for many of the artists, many many of the companies, but also very importantly in Dorset, you know, people know Dorset is a big uh, tourist county, and so we absolutely wanted to keep away from uh, the peak summer period because it's too, it's too busy. Um, and there was also another very special thing that had happened, which is uh, in 2005, remember that uh, uh, the Olympics happening in London uh, was announced by the, um, the Olympic Organising Committee. Uh, and the Olympics didn't just happen in London, the second most important venue was, was actually Weymouth and Portland, because that was the the centre for all of the, the sailing activities, which is actually a big part of the Summer, the summer Olympics and Paralympics. Um, but that was also great because that everyone was on a bit of a high because of that in the county. They, you know, they knew that the special light had been put onto it and it meant also at that point how 
There were things called LEPs, uh, which um, had money to invest in, in, in sort of significant development, and they were one of the funders. So, so I think deciding on September was, was a really key thing, uh, and deciding to do it every two years was about um, thinking that actually to get the resources to do a festival that would have impact, um, you wouldn't be able to do that every year and you'd be spreading yourself too thin to try and do everything um, and then we we put a lot of work into raising the money in all sorts of ways working very deeply with the partners across the conurbation and um, in the rural areas and um, we did the first 10-day festival and I think 35 40,000 people came to it. It really exceeded our expectations. Um, yeah, uh, but also that then really set it up, uh, you know, that it, it, it could be a sort of serious contender. And very importantly for us, um, I think the, the project that we ended on in that first year was a project with a company called Red Earth. Who aren't really making work now? Um, they're a Brighton-based company that were very into making work very sensitively to the landscape, and we worked with them on. Um, it was actually the twenty. It was actually the equinox. It was the Sunday, like the equivalent of today, fell on the twenty-first of September, uh, and they made an extraordinary uh, piece uh, on the top of Ham for Hambledon Hill, which is one of the many hill forts, uh, and. That meant, even from that first festival, we had to work very deeply with what we call land partners. So um, land partners are the sort of land guardians, whether it's the National Trust, whether it's the uh, Natural England there, whether it's Dorset AOMB, or I'll talk about it now, um, Dorset Wildlife Trust. So that, that was very important for us that we, we put so much, <coughs> you know, as well as the work in the urban areas, we also had a really, really significant work in in the in the rural areas. Which, you know, it, it was a rainy Sunday, which our production manager was very pleased about because we'd had so many people visiting that we were really concerned that there would be too many people. But the rain kept people off, so we only had about eight or nine hundred people that joined us to walk up this hill um, and experience a very extraordinary thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so from there, I mean, that sort of set a, a um, you know, a kind of framework really from how we've worked since there, which is always in rural and protected landscapes and always in urban landscapes. Um, and uh, more often than not, they are different locations. So we, between sort of four and six locations each edition, so every every other year. Um, and um, what that does is is it's it makes it kind of distinctive in that we're not in the same place every year. It also makes it quite challenging for our marketing. <laughs> you know, if if you have a festival where your you know your audience and the public know it's going to be this place this time every year, you you kind of you know it's really helpful. The intrigue and the excitement that also comes with doing it in different locations is where are you going to be next? So that's that that that's 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 really nice. And what we started um, back in 2007 was this was one of the key relationships we have with with is uh, with Dorset AOMB, the Area of Outstanding Natural Beauty, 
and we've worked with them I think since then on nearly every every festival because one location sometimes two will be in an AUMB this this area is just on the outskirts of the AUMB it's it's uh, quite we have two we have Cranbourne Chase AUMB that takes part of uh, North Dorset and we have Dorset AUMB that's that's quite a large area of the rest of Dorset sort of south and the Purbex west you know a part of north and, and central so um, it's and they are interested in um, having a different perspective on the landscape and engaging different people and engaging people in the landscape in uh, in an emotional way um, so having that connectedness so that um, there's been quite a lot of research done around connected connectedness to nature and that the more you you feel connected to it the more that you will care about it so so that's been that's been really important so we we worked we did a, a um, quite a large program around 2012 from the Cultural Olympiad and then from there it went from a project that, that we we ran um, on behalf of and with this this partnership to one of the core things that Activate does and it came into our funding agreement with Arts Council England back around sort of 2012 and that's been part of our, uh, uh, our core program um, and for us it's a way that um, we are able to open the doors as it were to, to, to audiences and be able to kind of welcome, welcome people, engage people and we also have throughout the year, even though this is the largest outfacing public programme that we do, um, we do run a, a, a swathe of other things throughout the year. We run a youth dance company, we run an inclusive youth, youth company that, that meets very regularly throughout the year, we do engagement programmes. So in the lead up, for example, to this festival, um, we've been doing a lot of work uh, since we did a project last year um, in what we call our signature events. So the last, since about 2018, uh, we've been doing things um, in the alternate year we, um, where we've had the opportunity from an invitation or a national project like um, 1418 Now uh, or last year where we did Green Space Dark Skies. Uh, with Walk the Plank in, in, in Dorset. From there, we've been, we've been running projects throughout the year in the lead up to here about going out into the dunescapes with National Trust and working with a lot of children and, and schools. And so it's all part of connecting it to an invitation to, to, to here. I feel like we got, yesterday, the cohort got almost a perfect snapshot of what Inside Out is. We were at Bear Regis and we got intimate landscape, really like beautiful, delicate work. And then we went over to Weymouth and we got huge thousands of people parade. And it's that perfect juxtaposition yeah. of those big urban engagement versus this really intimate relationship with landscape and land. Yes. I just wondered if you could touch on, um, you talk about building relationships and how obviously you've had to, to uh, build those relationships in order to you know work in new spaces but a really lovely example of that is the parade that you did last year um, with Pexos, the right pronunciation, Saruga, Saruga yes um, and the success of the 2021 parade and then the Weymouth Business Improvement District saying oh we don't want to wait two years for you to come back we'd love for you to come back again so I'd, I'd love yeah. you to talk about that a little bit. Yes yeah and we have um uh, Weymouth and Wimborne and Poole business improvement districts. They're, you know, they're they're, um, they're they're dotted all across the all across, across the countries, and a lot of them are really interested in uh, engaging with artists and you know cultural organisations. 
Primarily, it's about animating their towns and getting footfall in because they are uh, they have they have a budget through their levy payers and the levy payers are the businesses in the town. And uh, and in Weymouth, in particular, uh, they uh, when we worked there in 2021, we brought Sense of Unity, which is a, um, a show that we've we're actually touring as well. We've been touring for four or five years. We created it at 101. Um, I think it was was it was it. 2017 or 2018, it might have been 2018, um, which brought together, it was just just in the year, I think it was 2017, because it was, it was still relatively close to the Brexit vote and sense of unity, it was the idea to work with two European companies, one from mainland Europe and one from uh, this island that, that we live on, uh, and to bring them and sense of unity, you know, it, it's sort of the messages on, on the side of the tin. So a large scale nighttime parade bringing together Dundu, who are a German puppet company that have a be very beautiful illuminated puppets. Uh, and uh, Spark World Beaters, who many people will know, who are uh, an illuminated, uh, very good drumming drumming group from Whitley Bay in in, in, in the northeast. Um, and that that was, you know, it was a lovely show. And, and weirdly, we we didn't present it uh, for three years. You know, we we didn't present it in our festival till till 21. We would have presented it in 20, but of course we didn't do a festival in 20 because of the COVID. Um, but that was a, you know, that was a phenomenal su success. Um, you know, it got thousands out, it got the, you know, headlines, front page of the local paper saying this must happen again. Over um, several days, front page. Yeah, and then li literally we had those calls on the Monday, uh, like the equivalent of tomorrow saying this must happen next year both at that point from uh, bid but also uh, the town council because you know um, there are two unitary authorities across Dorset, Bournemouth, Christchurch and Paul, Dorset Council and, and BCP and so some of the town councils have also got sort of a level of delegated budget uh, and a pump perhaps more important than when they were district councils so so in that first year they both worked together to they wanted to you know conti continue that uh, so we we then worked to bring Saruga with Pexos yeah yeah which again was um, I, I think because they'd seen sense of unity and um, it is a town that has a carnival has had a carnival had, had sorry had a carnival uh, for years and years and they're like oh, this is like the carnival we line we line the road uh, mm. and this is what we do and we're saying no come with us you know with with this is you know this is a slightly slightly different thing so they said come back come back because they were we were saying this you know this is great this is happening in Weymouth you know this is you know it's we don't normally have this sort of work in, in Weymouth we had worked in Weymouth previously um, so uh, so they invited us back we came with Peixos and uh, first night we come out the streets are absolutely lined you know and it's fantastic and it's vibrant and you know it sort of feels like it's taking over the streets and people are saying God, this feels like you know, some people say, uh, this feels like I'm in France, you know, we, they just take over the streets. Um, so, you know, this is, that, that was fantastic. And then again, come back next year. 
you know, which is great. They're wanting it to be, and it's part of what, you know, what their, their own programme, which they're calling uh, Dawn to Dusk. And um, so they've invited us back um, again, and it's, you experienced it last night. So, um, which of course means that they want a particular thing. So, so as pro mm. as programmers, we are then set. Uh, it will be very hard to, you know, suggest something that's that, that's significantly different. But um, you know, at the moment, you know, it's been great doing a series of, of three sh three shows. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we invited last at our last festival, twenty twenty one, to our launch. We had Luke Duran's Gaia, which we we um, installed. Um, actually very beautifully in Moores Valley Country Park and Forest um, and um, it looked beautiful in the day and, 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 and at night time and um, we invited you know lots of different people to come to the launch including the Wimborne Business Improvement District. Um, Wimborne is quite a small market town in the east of the county uh, and they have a huge folk festival there and they're wanting to have more things happen so they invited us and they have a much smaller budget and it's the first time they put Sort of, uh, you know, the sort of money they put into to, to it this year into into it happening, and um, and we had a, a, a circus and street arts program there that was really beautifully received. Um, and again, and then we worked with Coolbid. So the, we have three business improvement districts we're currently working with. by you and so I want to just talk about your relationship with artists and how that works for your particular festival. Time and depth of engagement, yeah. uh, having relationships that go back a very long time you know so say I think everyone experienced the, the works in um, Moores Valley you know so say Sea Flood which is the new work that we've been able to help Ot uh, Helen Ottaway make um, we presented Helen, uh, we actually presented Lacrimae in, in the festival in 2014, which was uh, in a, an incredible place. But then, you know, that, that started our relationship with Helen. She got, you know, so she was selected in 2013, so it's a 10 year relationship. And then we kept in conversations, and, you know, we've been part, you know, we, we get into networks because we know there's opportunity, interesting opportunity of working with people. So um, one of the networks we got into was um, called Sura Madura and it was uh, an international uh, residency space in Sri Lanka. Uh, and we got, um, well they, they raised a big whack of money for three years from the Arts Council of England for, for artists to go uh, there to have six week residences. And, We'd, we'd put up a number of artists, um, and you've actually seen work from them all. Um, so the three artists that we sort of sponsored um, were Helen, were Suva Subramaniam, who's the Artistic Director of Academy, uh, and um, Lorna Reese, who you saw as a performer. Um, 
uh, yesterday working with Collector Falden. Um, but, you know, with Helen, you know, that relationship was, you know, her mother had just died. Uh, she thought, can I go? And then, you know, I had a conversation with her saying, well, well maybe it's absolutely the right time to go because you're going to a place which is also has a, an incredible sense of loss because it was one of the places that was deeply affected with hundreds of thousands of people killed in the tsunami. Uh, and so she went and she had a residency and then the idea of a requiem which at that point was stemming from her personal loss sort of started to emerge and then along that journey um, <laughs> it's weird isn't it but we were doing again one of the signature projects in 2019 was presenting Luke Jerram's Museum of the Moon uh, across three venues in Dorset and um, we, we managed to also have, well we didn't manage, we, we actively wanted to do more than just presenting Luke's work. Uh, we wanted to have an associated programme and training around it so we could do some sort of associated commission. So then we could support her to do very small work which she did with you know, her long-term collaborator, the amazing singer Melanie Pappenheim. So, you know, and we, we, we have worked together putting in funding bids, we, you know, I introduced her to Orchestra of the Earth, who she, you know, then worked with to record the, um, the music, you know, the sort of the musical part. So, you know, it's an example of yes, exactly that, deep and long and committed uh, relationships, and uh, when things, you know, when the easy, you know when things aren't easy like you get a no again for a funding application you keep going and you, you work with the artist to sort of reshape what is possible and and, and keep keep on that journey i think also with the newer relationships you know um uh, equally ensuring so all of the work that we um either have um commissioned or or, or are presenting we have if it's new you know obviously we haven't seen it but we'll understand you know and, and spend time with the artist understanding what the thinking is and, and and how they want to approach it um and some of those are with super story you know um are new relationships and it is actually ensuring that um we understand this the, 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 the we understand the the intention and the sighting and we, we get that right because it's it's best for absolutely everybody and that the, the experience that people have is you know is a, is a positive one because then it comes out in the work you know it's and and we'll have seen with the other work so with geo chaos with the, with the street uh, program geo chaos chris iris um Satchkop, they they're artists that we haven't worked with before but we've seen their work we we knew you know where where it work best so it's understanding that and spending time knowing what will make the work the, the best it can possibly be and then also making sure that when we're on site that that you know we've gone through all of the textbook we've gone through all of that but then it's absolutely properly cited for the audience experience for, for, for them and so that's really important uh, is really important to us because you know it's what we'd want ourselves you know when, you know we're being hosted that, that, that we can do our best job but I would say, you know, an, an interesting thing for people to think on about that is that, say, if you think of the amount of, ad, not admin time, but pro producer time, admin time, 
to do a show over in 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 Weymouth for you know three shows because they did Friday night they did a Saturday lunchtime show and that I would say that would be about ten percent of the work uh, to play to an audience of fifteen thousand people as the work we've done for Wild Woodbury so you have you know it's not about numbers there it's a, that that's that's an interesting thing in terms of you know that we want to support artists who are making I suppose what I call work of depth and work of relevance to very specific sites um, yeah so you know in our funding then we need to be making those multiple arguments but you know <laughs> we were both really pleased because we'd had to cancel some stuff midweek because the awful weather but both Kate we were really relieved that we cancelled one thing yeah, no, we cancelled things on Wednesday because it was shit weather, um, you know, through the day. Okay, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, but we're really pleased that we have all, you know, so our numbers will be fine because we had 15,000 people to see the shows in, in Weymouth, which, you know, is great. And it was such a sense of fun and joy I found when I was there on Friday night amongst that audience. So. Yeah, but it's very different. I might make a tiny addition, just so uh, for context, on uh, the 2021 festival I worked as a volunteer manager, so I kind of got a little bit of behind the scenes experience. And another thing you do is, is simple things like in 2021 at Simmonsbury, all the artists were in really lovely accommodation, and like you went, I think you went out of your way to make sure the artists just on an accommodation basis were really comfortable and you prepared the welcome baskets. Yeah. And there's like those little flourishes and those little touches that make artists feel like cared for and welcomed yeah, yeah. and build yeah. that relationship and I think yeah. that's another thing that you know other festivals for a variety of reasons maybe aren't able to do yeah, and there's yeah. probably a reason why when people come and work with you they, they want to come they want to keep those long-term relationships and yeah. you know it's just like tiny things like that that will yeah. make a definitely make an impact on an artist experience yeah, for yeah. sure yeah well absolutely I think you know it's it isn't easy fundraising it, it, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time, and uh, and you know, you have to contend with a lot of no's, um, and um, and again, a lot of relationship building because you know, seeing where people are supporting you, you know, um, and being able to help you to raise that. But it is important to, to you know to have to have those things because you know if you're you're. If you're performing, you know, you, it's, you've got to be able to sleep well, eat well, make sure that you've got the right in, in amount of protein, <laughs> you know, to be able to do some of the, the, the work or, you know, and then right, yeah, and just, and, and again, extending that, you know, to to the audience, it's about being, you know, the most welcome you can be, and you did an absolutely lovely job of doing that as a volunteer manager, you know, really welcoming, really warm, you know, all the pieces to camera that you did, which is great, you know, so, yeah. who would intentionally go to sort of see those pieces. We're probably already quite, I guess, I would say engaged um, with, with arts and culture in comparison to what you're saying about Paul and Weymouth. 
And I suppose it's just, for me, it's just really interesting, that kind of multi-layered approach that you've taken. And I wonder if that's kind of um, been intentional, something that's kind of grown through the festival, and also how you approach that, I guess, with funders, like with those kind of multiple kind of messages, and multiple, I guess, kind of, are there kind of multiple objectives as well? There are, but I think there's always been a desire, <laughs> you know, our, our, our desire is that there's a cross-pollination and that there is, uh, you know, that's always been a desire and then I would say it's been a, it's become more than a desire, it's become something that we invest in uh, and that we put real money into, into supporting different people to get to, um, say, to get to, to Wildwood Group. And I might be wrong, I don't know that, I mean that's a part of the question as well, is, is kind of what kind of audience profile do, do you see like a, a space like, yes, is, because for me just looking at kind of, obviously yes, it, 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 it looked quite different I guess, but I, I might be wrong, so I'd be interested. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go on, you go, yeah, because I, I just say, said something. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, um, we know we know that the you know there was an engaged audience there yesterday, but we also know from people who were in the in the audience who do know some of the the, the village who are saying, oh, it's good to see these people who I wouldn't expect to be there as well. So you know, is a, it, it was a smaller audience than obviously yeah. you experienced in Weymouth. So in some ways, you get to see which you can quite clearly do because you probably recognise some of the people there as well. From you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> used to work with <laughs> work with us. Um, uh, so you'll know that there were quite a number of people and we were hosting um, other professionals as well um, uh, and we'd had to put on uh, we did put on coaches running from pool and running from from Dorchester um, so uh, which didn't work yeah you know which was you, you know, have to keep trying 1500 pounds of money you could say was it worth doing that but you know we We'd worked with coaches last year on our signature project, and, and, it, and it did it did work. But we didn't have the money, you know, the thousands of pounds to pay people to do the outreach work to get those people onto the coaches. You know, which is last year in the Green Space Dark Skies, we did a very deep level of work, which meant we had a very diverse set of people that weren't audience; they were participants in the event that we did last year. So. You know, that's, that's interesting learning and it was actually interesting because we were talking about that with the, the group, two of the collaborating artists, Isaiah Dreads, uh, who was doing a set yesterday afternoon and, and Super Subramanian were two of the creatives involved in that piece last that. So we had a session, it was great actually to be reminded of that <laughs> and then thinking through those things, why actually when, you know, the two coaches arrived and I was, you know, couple of handfuls of people rather than 50 people, you know, because we recognise, you know, one of the things is that transport, if, you, if you're not a car owner, uh, and it's the weekends when National Rail decide to do work so the trains aren't running normally, <laughs> uh, you know, we wanted to support people, but, you know, it's, it's more than that. And I think the other thing, I think I did mention this to you, Kate, is, is I think last year, with, when we went to Simmonsbury, which is in West Dorset, um, we had a star. You know, we had a star attraction. We had we had Gaia placed a 50-minute walk up a hill in a wood in an incredible location. Yeah. Remember saying to people, you know, are you sure you want to be pushing your pushchair 
up some of those hills, that, especially after some of the rainfall as well. And people were so determined. They were like, nope, we're, we will be going and engaging with this work. And we were like, are you sh like, they're doing all of that. Are you absolutely sure it's a walk? There's hills involved. They're like, no, nope, we will. <laughs> and it is that almost that star pull um, that gave people that motivation. I'm conscious that you have a final day of the festival to run. I think we've just about hit the time. Just wonder if anyone has any kind of final, maybe uh, quick questions. Practical question maybe for the artist here, if artists who might be interested in making a connection with you, starting a relationship, what would you think is the best approach? Like for example, do you uh, post call outs for commissions or would you really say, come and see your <laughs> work, you, like to see the you invite us to your work and maybe we'll, you know, we get invites to hundreds of pieces of work so maybe we will you know but you will say oh, I was one of those people when you send the email you won't just send it to 20 people you will say oh but Bill and Kate remember I was the one that asked that question so come and see my work and then small chance we might and then you know it's just a reality you know that you know yeah no, it's, that's really useful because actually there's different approaches and different festivals have different ways of like yeah. We, we have done some open calls, uh, but we, we also are very conscious of the amount of wasted effort it means. You know, if you get 80 people responding to a call for three small commissions, you just think of the amount of wasted time. So we're very conscious of trying not to waste artist's time. Thank you both so much. Indeed, thanks a lot to Bill and Kate and all the organisers of Inside Out Festival. It really was a great weekend for Phil and I. As I said, we will be covering more of the artists that were involved in future episodes. Phil and I absolutely loved this experience and if there are any other theatre makers, enthusiasts, creators out there who would like us to come and see what they're doing and perhaps uh, cover it on the podcast, feel free to get in touch at any time. That's all from us for this month and see you next time.